The best bits of Florida, the Knolls, no snow, no state income tax, and the white sands of the Gulf beaches, and the white sands breakfast blend from DeLuna Coffee, a combination of five different beans, some roasted to a light roast, some to a dark roast, the end product, a perfect blend that will perk you up better than a day on the beach. Visit DeLunaCoffee.com to browse all their top shelf blends and check out their Facebook and Instagram. DeLuna Coffee, all one word. DeLuna Coffee, proudly owned and operated by the Lemmix family. Loyal and passionate FSU alums. From Tally to Cali, it's time to wake up. Warchant.com is your ultimate seminal sports source. And this is Wake Up Warchant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. One more corner pocket. Now here's Warchant.com's ass on Hunter Vandy and Corey Clark. Yeah! What is up, everybody? It is Wake Up Board Jam, presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, Tallahassee, Florida. Coming up on today's show, National Signing Day has come and gone. We pick up the pieces and shine some light on it. Also, Michael Langson does it as well. Wake Up Board Jam, presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, Tallahassee, Florida. It is Thursday. Head on out. Bingo, if you don't have plans. 7 o'clock. Daubers optional. Do they provide Daubers, Corey, or do you have to bring – is it uh, BYOB, BYOD? I think it's BYOD, but I don't think you necessarily need a dauber either. You could okay. just circle it with a pen, I think. Uh, um, but no yeah, I don't think she has her own daubers to give out, but don't quote me on that. Okay. Stephanie's already got Stephanie's always got ours, so I don't know where she gets them. <laughs> Fantastic. It's all over at the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill off Appalachian Parkway. Don't forget, you can always pull out your phone, focus on that QR code, and it'll take you right to the website. You can place your order online, get directions all that kind of good stuff. Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, you'll enjoy your time there. Warchant.com, the ultimate sell sports source. Hit the thumbs up if you're listening to us on YouTube. Uh, Five-star ringing review if you're on an Apple iOS device. And hit the one on the right. Subscribe to the podcast on the right when you're searching for it. All right, Corey, we got Michael Langston coming up later on, giving us kind of a, a broad overview of the recruiting class. You and I will do a little bit of that right now. 22 guys signed on the first day of the early signing period. Uh, six of them are transfers part of a fifth rated portal class this number keeps moving around their fifth in the portal 20th in the high school level after they lost Keldrick Falk to Auburn although they were able to get Christopher Andre Otto they might get Conrad Hussey out of St. Thomas Aquinas later today too we'll see how that goes Michael's got some thoughts on that later on the show um, I don't know if you want to talk about the class um, that's really kind of what Michael does or I was more kind of interested in the way that Mike Norvell talked about some of these prospects, but I'll let you kind of pick how you want to go. Uh, was it more of a standout to you of some of these names, some of these prospects, or was it kind of the way this this head coach is talking about the way his program is moving in a certain direction? Yeah, I think the most interesting thing to me, uh, something that hadn't happened before um, in Florida State history, and I don't think it was an accident, uh, was that they announced the transfer kids along with the high school kids. You know, I went back and looked just to make sure. Now, part of it might be, well, no, I'm going to say, I was going to say part of it might be because this is this is a weird time to have the early not, the early signing day, like late December. But because last year, I think Micah Pittman committed on the 20th and Johnny Wilson committed on the 21st of December. But they were not a part of the signing day ceremony that uh, that these guys were. I, I think all the guys that have committed, right, were, were a part of the signing day cer ceremony, as in they were talked about by Mike Norvell. They were, um, and if the the way it works is if you sign a grant and aid, they, haven't, they don't sign a letter of intent necessarily. Mm -hmm. 
the the transfer kids they sign a grant and aid which is a which is basically they sign scholarship papers and the scholarship papers allow you once they've signed they allow you to talk about them it's why we got to talk about we jimbo talked about dalvin cook before um the national championship game because he was he had signed his grant and aid even though he was still quote unquote a recruitable athlete anyway all that said, I think that was on purpose. I think, you know, if they didn't have those transfer kids, Aslan, you're talking about 16 guys, mm -hmm. which is not a big class and not a lot of, you know, not a lot of stars, quite frankly. And I mean, stars as in like stars by their names. Um, they're not terrible. It's not like you're a bunch of one stars and two stars, but you throw in those, those three big linemen, you throw in that big defensive lineman, you throw in those two could be NFL tight ends. Well, it makes your class a lot better, doesn't it? And it makes what you're doing to your program look a lot better. Um, and I mean, I just think that's the way of the world. I think that's the way it should be. And so that's what struck me was all of a sudden I see Jaheim Bell come across the FSU Twitter feed at like whatever that was, nine, nine o'clock. And I'm like, oh, okay, I see how they're doing it now. Yeah, oh yeah, you're going to lament that you have the 17th ranked class or whatever. Okay, well, here's the number one tight end in the country for you. Just remember, remember that FSU fans. Yeah. He he's on the team too. So I, I thought that was interesting how Norvell talked about that. Like, look, man, we're building a team. We're not just building a high school recruiting class. We are putting together a team for 2023 and beyond. But he seemed, as he talked, he talked a lot, of, in my opinion, he talked a lot about next year's team. Mm -hmm. And if you're talking about next year's team, not 2025, but next year, well, obviously the transfers that they've landed and the ones they are going to land uh, in the in the coming days and weeks matter quite a bit. Yeah, man, uh, I, I that was something that was very interesting. I thought when he talked about, you know, he mentioned you know we're, we're creating a team, you know, and he talked about he's not really looking at these guys as individual players, and everything comes down to whether it's self policing. You know, he talked about certain players hosting recruits, or whether it's current teammates that left. Uh, and players came up to him and said, yeah, you know, so-and-so just probably wasn't ready or cut out for what we're doing here and how you need to have kind of like this really selfless spirit to you. It, it sounds kind of, I don't want to say hokey, it's just like, man, this sounds too good to be true that you can figure all this out with these kids and then get them all together. I mean, this isn't basketball. This isn't Leonard putting 18 guys together. This is 85 kids on scholarship. Uh, these are kids from California you're bringing, kids from you know, other institutions. Uh, but it's so important to him to, to get the right fit. And you almost do believe, and I, that almost sounds kind of like he's lying to us, but like I really do believe when he almost talks about we got players, like five of the players that we got were the number one guy that we wanted at that position. You know, when he talks about I was about thinking fit. about that. They, and Derek Ray said that too when, when I talked to him. Uh, it was Again, Florida State, guys, I, I just don't know how to express this. Um, you need to go to our YouTube channel Oof. and watch yes. everything. If you are a Florida State fan, as you purport to be, as you, I'm not saying you pretend to be, uh, you guys are Florida State fans. You listen to this nonsense. We love you for it. You hardcore FSU fans, go on our web, go on our YouTube page. It, we get every assistant coach. Every single one is made available. And because we're the juggernaut of Warchant, we have enough bodies to get them all for the, for the whole time they're available. So, you know, you've got Derek Ray, the general manager of player personnel, talking for eight or nine or ten minutes. Norvell, obviously, for 20. Chris Thompson, the tight ends coach. Literally every one. Yes. In, at every other school in America, you get the head coach. You maybe get a coordinator. Here you get all of them. It's nuts. So I just want you not, not just to drive up our YouTube numbers, which, hey, we'll take it. 
but just show show this this guy some respect for giving you these this kind of access because it's for you it's not for us we could have gone home as soon as norbell was over mm. we had to actually stay and work a little more by the way shout out to aslan real quick my man was up at 8 a.m i got up i think i woke up about 8 45 and I, I i bleary eyed i'm like oh yeah it's signing day <laughs> and then i uh which is you know that shows you how how dialed in i am these days to to this particular signing day and then i realized oh yeah so i bleary eyed i'm like i wonder what's going on yet who signed who hasn't and i realized aslan's already been on the air for an hour yeah. he started 8 a.m then he got to practice to talk to get uh norvell interview after practice which was only about football then he's back again at four for the post for the signing day press conference getting all that on up getting all the other videos up now he's he's recording a podcast i mean he's talked to langston uh you've talked to langston more than my in the own last... family it's incredible. Uh, yeah oh. i was gonna say it's crazy so just shout out to aslan man doing a, doing the doing the lord's work well but yeah no, you're doing so, the lord's work going to the bat going you went to the basketball game on wednesday night correct like, I mean, yeah well so that was you know yeah, that is the lord's know. work at, yeah, you know at this point yeah exactly right you know. love you leonard it's gonna be all we, right. we do, but you know, that, I want to start. I want to quote Ezekiel twenty five seventeen, <laughs> but uh, but but going back to the what what Norvell allows us to do, we get to talk to every um, we get to talk to every coach about their specific guys, and then I was talking to Derek Ray because you mentioned it too about going back to originally way five minutes ago to the actual point. He said the same thing that we had. We got the number one target. We got the number one player at five different positions that we wanted. So I was going to ask you, Aslan, mm -hmm. what do you, who, yeah. name them. Let's guess, let's guess it. I'm going to say Hakeem Williams. Yes. That's one. I'm going to say Jaheim Bell. Okay, yeah. I'm going to say uh, Byers, Jeremiah Byers. Yeah, yeah, three. Then I don't know. Okay. You think Brock Glenn was their number one QB? I, I was going to say that because I feel like, man, and, and you know, you guys will hear me talk to Langston about this. I, I want to go back and listen to the way he talked to AJ Duff about AJ Duffy last year because, man, he was really gushing about Brock Glenn. He like, was, he, yeah. He was super excited about him. So was Tony Tokars, by the way. I talked to him for about six minutes, almost specifically about Brock Glenn, and he was very uh, complimentary of that of that kid. Yeah. It could be Blake Nicholson at linebacker, then maybe yeah. Lucas Simmons when it comes to offensive tackles from high school because I know they had him and Kearney, who I don't know if he ended up going to Florida or not, but the kid from uh, Orange Park High School. So I I really know that Atkins like Lucas Simmons. So that would that would be that would be you know four and five right there if if, if okay. they don't go with Brock Glenn. So either linebacker or quarterback, but I'm pretty sure that Lucas Simmons is one of the guys that they really 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 liked. Yeah, and I just you know again I I know who, where the rankings are. I know I know everything. I I know that. And and I will say this. So I got on the message boards a little bit. Nice. Um, nice. To dabble. I didn't I didn't I didn't comment, but I did want to read kind of get the temperature of the fan base. And I would say legitimately there were some negative posts on there, but I would say every negative post is met met with 8 to 10 responses of don't be a dummy. Hmm. Um and I I think that's about right. I I don't think most Florida State fans listening to this are upset with what happened on Wednesday. Yeah, the Keldrick Falk kid left. Let me put it to you this way, gang. What was Keldrick Falk ranked, Aslan, in the country? 90th, 99th? So I think maybe like uh, 150 or somewhere in there, possibly. Okay. I'll sure. try to pull it up as you go through this. Yeah, I just want to try to point out that last year, you lost the number one player in the United States on National Signing Day. 
the number one player by every major recruiting service. It was not really disputed. He was almost, um, he was, he was the undisputed number one player in the country. Falkes was 101. You. He's 101. 101 he is. So this year, you lost the 101st <laughs> number one, play, the 101st overall player in the country. Oh. That's great strides, baby. <laughs> I mean, next year, what, are you going to lose 208? You're going to cry about that? That, oh, that, now, come on now that's lose you big can't... lose big lose small so, <laughs> that's right man you know, this right is there. this is the progress he's been talking about it, but in, in reality man like look it's i get it it's never fun to lose a guy on on national signing day but when you take a step back coming into wednesday you had a what 16 commits yeah 16 commitments you left with 16 commitments because you got, or maybe even 17, because you let you had two guys that you weren't sure about, including Edwin Joseph, uh, another DB or athlete, I guess, that committed to you. So you lost Keldrick Falk to kind of his hometown team on the in the 11th hour. But the, I mean, it's recruiting, man. Yeah. Like it ain't for the weak of heart, and you're gonna lose people. Now it would be cool if somebody pulled a flip and flipped to Florida State. Well, you know, Edwin that, Joseph that was, does happen. Yeah, Miami was heavily involved with Edwin Joseph, and Florida State yeah. pulled him. So, you know, it kind of. But goes this that kid, way. I mean, it's two years in a row now. You've had one of your higher-rated kids, including the number one player in the country, be committed to you all the way up until the time he has to put his pen on the paper, yeah. and then he commits to somewhere else. So, I get that that can be frustrating, but I just think the vast majority of Florida State fans, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm naive, but I just think the temperature of this fan base, because I interact with a lot of them. They are uh, they are very pleased with this month overall, and they are not at all bothered by by um, a less than stellar quote unquote national signing day. And also, part of that is look, man, you're never going to be ranked high when you have 16 signees. Like Alabama has 27, so the way they do now, look, Alabama's loaded with very good players. They got I think six or seven five stars. Who knows? So it's, I'm not trying to, do, you know, poo-poo. Six. Yeah, they got six. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. But they also have 27 players. Correct. So if Florida State had just signed eight more three-stars, they would be like 11th in the country right now just by sheer qual quantity. But they are spending some of that roster space on, oh, yeah, the best tight end in the country, a guy that you know can play, a guy that's going to play in the league, um, the six seven freakazoid from Shorter College, the best one of the best offensive linemen in the country um that that you know what i mean so you you can't if florida state's going to operate in this area where they're going to do i don't know 16 because they're not done in the portal no so let's say they finish maybe they get one or two more guys in the high school class because there is that other signing day coming in february they finish with i don't know 17 high school commits in 10 portal commits well yeah with 17 high school commits you're not going to get much higher than 15 or so those 10 portal commits really do impact what you're doing. And those portal commits are better than the ones you got last year. And that might continue to grow. And then maybe also you start getting more Hakeem Williamses of the world. By the way, shout out to that kid. I wrote about him in my column. Yeah. Um, stayed true. Apparently other schools were coming at him hard the last two days. He met, he did his Instagram live post as he was signing and had uh, and I love the fact that he said, that, you know, ain't no, ain't no Travis Hunter here. Oh, as he, he said, as that. he wore. Oh yeah, had the Florida State hat on, the Florida State gear. He did the chop. So, Hakeem Williams, I think he shoots up very high to the top of Florida State fans' oh, yeah. favorite players, yeah. just by uh, what he did on Wednesday. Oh yeah, that that. Plus, he's good too. That'll help. Yeah. That's red meat. That's red meat for the flock. Absolutely. There for sure.
Yeah, Florida State. By the 20. way, also loved it. Uh, uh, so Travis Hunter said that if he got a uh, hundred thousand subscribers to his YouTube channel, he would announce his commitment. And I'm just happy that Travis Hunter was again able to make National Signing Day about him. <laughs> and I look forward to what he does next year. He's got he's got to have something in the cards next year for what he's going to do to make National Signing Day all about him because it is clearly all about Travis Hunter. Uh, but he didn't announce it, though. It's like Elon. Like, he put it to a vote, and then, you know, it was like, ah, never mind. Did he mind. get to 100,000? I didn't even check. Yeah, somebody uh, tweeted out that he's at 100,000 subscribers. So oh, man, maybe while realized. we're recording this, he'll actually break the news that he's going to Colorado. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. And maybe we'll all get back to our lives. Growing up, my dad used to take me to the game at the stadium. We'd watch our favorite team play, and then we'd always eat at Zaxby's. That's why it means so much to me that Zaxby's is the official chicken of college fans. To me, they go together perfectly. It reminds me of my dad and... Oh, come on, Rep! Are you serious? Get some glasses! Terrible call! Now, I take my kids to the game, and we always eat at Zaxby's, too. It's tradition. We're proud to be the official chicken of college fans. Zaxby's, indescribably good. And don't forget to listen in for the Zaxby's indescribably good player of the week every Monday on Wake Up War Chant. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, back to your point uh, real quickly. Uh, Florida State is 20th right now in the recruiting rankings, which factors in just high school. Uh, they have, again, 16 commitments. That is the, the least amount of bodies, names on a list of anybody in the top 20. So to your point, again, about this kind of being sheer numbers, if you will, um, you know, you, you got to have 20 or more to really be in the top 15. So, um, you know, and they've got Jaheim Bellinstead and Jeremiah Byers and Casey Roddick and Daryl Jackson. I will well, take that Well, and also they, gladly. you know, th- they have Jordan Travis. And Trey Benson, yeah. and maybe Jared Verse, and maybe Fabian Lovett. Like that, Matt. Retention matters too. Derek Ray, I would I would encourage everyone to go watch that video uh, on our channel. Um, he talks about that. Like retention, um, you, you know, retention is a big part of roster. The the roster retention uh, portal, and then obviously high school kids. And they have done, in my opinion one of the better jobs in the United States when it comes to retention and portal and we'll see, but you know, that's again, I, that that's, that's all that's as big as signing seven, five stars because only because, and I say that again, it's not sour grapes. 2013 was different. 2010 was different. There is no guarantee that Timmy Jernigan after a 2011 season where he plays a little bit or just some doesn't leave your program. You know what I mean? They're like that they, he couldn't then without sitting out a year. Now they can. So the point being, yeah, Alabama signed six five stars. Texas A&M started signed a gazillion last year. That does not guarantee success two years from now because you don't know if those guys number one if they're going to be bust, but even if they're pretty good, if they end up on that at that program. So retention and portal is is again those are very big deals, and I just think I I would think. Most people listening to this, watching what the product is now, 
at Florida State compared to what it was, and watching how this guy develops, evaluates, and produces, that you would you would be, you know, I, I feel like he's earned the benefit of the doubt a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah, that's why I, I, I don't, uh, any kind of vitriol, if you will, or not vitriol, but just any kind of uh, disappointment, I'm just, I don't follow right now. Because again, listen, I, I'm not, been the biggest Mike Norvell cheerleader by any stretch but I mean what he's put together here the, the last season the, the last month of the season the way they've looked against you know maybe not the best competition but the way they close it out against Florida um, and just the way they keep attacking the portal man and listen we we were like pump the brakes on Jared Verse like what they had with Jermaine Johnson was a shooting star you know if they can get anything close to that it's going to be a minor miracle and my goodness, you know, that's a minor miracle, I think, in a large part. I mean, they got that kid and they had him play up to that level of uh, ability. I mean, Jamie Jamie Robinson's been a fantastic player. Fabian Lovett has been kind of a, a linchpin of what makes them work. It's just every guy he's gotten, and if maybe Fabian had a little bit more, you know, sheen on his his gloss or what have you. I don't even know. I can't talk straight. I've been up forever. Mm, been um, a long day. Yes, but yeah, just, it's you know. It, it, I I don't I don't know what more you really could expect. Again, I, I think a lot of it though, in defense of, of of the fans that are expecting more, and I get it, man. It's Florida State. You want to be competing for national championships. You want to be in the top five when it comes to recruiting rankings. And I know we we, we were telling you the royal we, not Corey and myself, but just you know people who cover the program. Like they've got to start winning football games to start pulling in these elite recruits. Well, you know, going into the season they still had a lot of question marks about just how good they possibly could be and the way the cycle works now by September you kind of already have your mind made up if you're a kid right like Hakeem Williams kind of had his mind made up already a lot of these kids do it's and it's tough to make a lot of kids take a kind of leap of faith on you they've put together a really good season now let them cap it off with a win against Oklahoma in the bowl game and get 10 wins let them be a preseason top 10 team let Jordan Travis be uh, you know, a Heisman contender. Let them keep posting these infographics about how they're one of only four teams that rank in the top 20 in both offense and defense, total scoring and points per game. Let let that let that steep in the waters for six, seven more, eight more months. Yeah. And you'll be where you want to be. Right now they have the number six class for 2024. So, you know, I'm not the guy that preaches patience, but for people that want to see the high school number go a little bit higher – Maybe one more year of this will 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 be the the elixir. Well, I mean that makes sense, right? Yeah. You, 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 by the time Florida State became this Florida State team, it was November. Like when uh, I heard Jeff and Tom talking about this on the uh, you know the mildly popular Jeff Cameron show. Um, what a uh, when did you realize that Florida State was a good team in 2022? Like when did it click with you? That wow, this is this isn't this isn't just an average team. This is a pretty darn good football team. Is there a right answer? No, your, I'm asking your, you. Um, no, it's not redundant. I'm asking you. I yeah, have an no, answer, but no. I want to hear your answer. I don't know if it was a Boston College game or in a, in a weird way, like the way they just destroyed Georgia Tech in the second half, despite the, how shoddy I thought they looked in the first quarter. Um, I don't know. I guess I'll stick with Boston College. Because man, they well, just... then no, I I should I should go back. There was not there's not technically a right answer, but oh, there is fine. a wrong answer, okay. and that was it. Um, <laughs> okay, but so I mean, they did they crushed Boston College and then they lost three in a row. Right. So if you thought they were a good team, then it was like yeah, absolutely, I was I believed in them, and then they lost three games in a row. 
um, two at home. Now they're all the good teams, but still they went on a three game losing streak. Syracuse? I think for me, it was it was halftime of Syracuse. Okay. Yeah. I was like, holy moly, man, this is. And I kept saying it over and over again. Probably people turned off this podcast because I said it so much. But this isn't normal. Right. That's what I kept saying. This isn't normal. That's when it clicked to me. They had, they had won the four games. Um, then they had the three-game losing streak, and then they looked like the best team in the country. They crushed Georgia Tech, who was a, not awful. They they crushed Georgia Tech worse than Georgia did. Um, they, then they crushed Miami at Miami when the fans were showed up and that team actually cared. And then they obliterated a bowl team in Syracuse that had their quarterback back. I mean, it just they were on it. They were playing at a different level, and that's when I thought, man. I, I, that's when I think I became a full believer in what was going on. Like, absolutely, this guy has done something. He has found something in this program with this roster, and I am a believer in this dude. And I, you know, I've always, I've always been pro Mike Norvell. I've always thought he was a good coach. That was the first time when I, I legitimately thought, man, he, he might be putting, the, he might be taking this thing back up to the pedestal we want it to be at was that halftime of that game coming off the demolishment that's um, to make up a word Thank of you. Miami. It was like, cause my, I just thought maybe that was an anomaly. That was a one-off. They were fired up. And I thought I expected a letdown because they were coming off a game against their rival. It was at Syracuse in front of 25,000 people on a sleepy Sunday, Saturday night on the ACC network. And then they played just as well against that team. And I was like, man, I, I believe that Mike Norvell might really be the answer here not just to make this a good program or a better program to put it on its foundation. He might be a championship level head coach. That's when I first really, really believed that it it's on its way to happening. And I don't think I was alone. I think there's a lot of high school kids that might've felt that same way and their coaches and their parents, but that's November yeah. and signing days a month away. Now let's fast forward to the class of 2024. Mm. Well, they've got a year now of this. So not only have they seen Florida State have a 9-3 and three season, maybe hopefully a 10-win season, then you have to assume they're going to have another good season next year, 9 or 10 wins, maybe 12. I don't know. I don't want to limit them. And they're going to be top 10 in the country, perhaps, especially if they beat LSU to start the season. That's when you, it, you stack up one really good win with another really good win. Now you're starting to become not just a one-hit wonder, a one-year wonder. You are a program. And I think that's when you start to see it really pay off uh, in high school circles. Of course, unless you just lose to more money, mm. which again, it's, it's not even the elephant in the room. We can talk about it. You know, there's schools that have more money and they spend it on high school players. Florida State seems to be very content with retention and portal yeah. as the main uh, the, the the main pipelines to their to their money. But also, look, I don't want to say that it's all about money either. It's not. It's, you know, Florida State can compete. If they want a five-star kid, they can compete for a five-star kid. I think the fact that they now, if they could stack on another nine or 10 win season and Jordan Travis wins some awards and they're on the they're on national TV and they're being talked about all the time on game day. Maybe they host game day, although there's not really a game next year for that to happen. Maybe Southern Miss will be awesome or North Alabama. But when that, I, I think that that's when you're going to see it pay off with, with the high school kids, right? Don't you? Mm. Two in a row? Yeah. Two good seasons in a row? Absolutely. Not to be a jerk, but like if there was two schools that are the poster child of, of excess spending when it comes to, you know, player acquisition, who what are the two schools you would think of? 
Well, A and M and Miami right now. Um, okay. Well, real quickly. You know, well, real, look, real, man, real, I, real, I, real, real quickly. Florida State got Hakeem Williams. They beat yeah. Texas A and M and Miami for him. So, just saying. Huh, well, just saying. fair. Just saying. yeah, fair. Just and I think Miami made a run, pretty pretty strong run at old Hakeem at, at, at the end of the day. Hour. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like Florida State can. Flor, yes, Florida State is not poor. They don't have John Ruiz. They don't have oil money, but they are not poor. They they can compete, but I just think it makes sense, and Jeff Cameron's been on this all week. Like, it just makes... Why would you want to be outbid for a high school player when you can go get a ready-made, proven college player? Mm-hmm. Because high school players bust all the time. Florida State's lived it. Yeah, there a lot of five stars go on to be first-round picks and win championships. Some of them don't. And, you know, so th- there are busts. And, uh, you know, imagine what would they have spent for, like, Chris Kasher. A guy yeah. was a huge bust. Yeah. That happens. He was a five-star defensive end. Uh, maybe Keldrick Falk has a great career. Maybe he doesn't do much at all. Maybe he's on your roster in 18 months. Who knows? It's a weird time to follow recruiting, everyone. Yeah. Uh, last thing, um, you know, David Johnson, has, you know, I'll get your thoughts on this, hopefully not. Uh, you know, all that much uh, more time on this podcast. But, you know, back to the portal high school kind of mixture, if you will. I mean, he talked about how now it is absolutely crucial for them to hit on their evaluations when it comes to high school kids, too. So, I mean, uh, I didn't really get any kind of more response out of him in terms of, like, what has changed. But he did just talk about how things are, like, that much more crucial now. So I really am kind of interested. Again, we'll see here in the next few years how this all works out with the mixture of portal kids and high school kids you have because, I mean, he mentioned, he's like, yeah, you know, we, we realize now that with the way the portal is, like, we're going to go out for high school kids, but we have got to make sure we hit on our evaluations. And we'll see how most of these kids work out because, again, they feel they they fit really well. and That'll just go uh, and underscore not only their ability to, you know, produce and, and develop these kids, but if they were right off the jump because there's really only so much development you can do, man. You just got to be sure you hit on these kids too. Yeah, exactly. And I think that, um, you know, they. I think they've done a pretty good job. What, what you want, I've said this a lot, a lot of things I've said a lot that I'm mentioning in this podcast. You want to start fishing for maybe a different pond when it comes to your high school, the, the high school kids you're in on. I think that's happening now. When you just look at who's committed to them already or who's interested in Florida State, it seems to be a different pond than what they've been fishing out of the last couple of years. Um, like realistic chances at kids. So that helps. And when you're getting the the super duper All-American guys, your evaluation skills honestly don't have to be that good. You don't have to keep looking for diamonds in the rough. You can just go find the diamonds in the wherever they're at, at K Jewelers or whatever. They're, do they, they sell diamonds, right? Yeah. I shouldn't. St- I definitely shouldn't be talking about diamonds. Oh yeah, right now. careful because she, she careful. listens to this show. Um, she didn't but, make it yeah. this far. She didn't make it this far though. Well, you're right. That's a good point. Hey, well, she hangs around for Langston. You're right. So we you, we haven't run Langston yet, have you? No, he loves you, Steph. It's going to happen one of these days. Just let trust the process, Steph. <laughs> right, process. man. She's so results oriented. I don't understand it. Uh, but anyway, um, but yeah. So I, I do think that pond will get that that that'll be bigger. But yes, I mean, it's all when it comes to high school kids, though, the evaluation has to be good because you're only signing 16 of them. It used to be like, go look at Jimbo's 2010 class now. Like it was much ballyhooed and they brought in some serious players, Telvin and LaMarcus among them. But there were some duds, like some real duds, names you won't remember. Names that you'll be like, wait, what? He was and he was a four star. 
That guy was a four-star. He was a five-star. That guy. Um, and because they threw a bunch of bunch of bodies at the problem. They got a lot of, they got like 28 guys. Turns 25 out, that year, yeah, 25. 13 of them could probably play. Eight of them were awesome. And you build on that. The 11 class was the real class. But even the 11 class, that's because you just can't hit. You're not going to hit like a 50% rate would be great. But when you're only bringing in 16, you can't hit on only what seven or eight guys. You got to hit on a little more than that, I think. Or maybe you don't, man, because the portal's around. And who cares? 29 guys they had in 2011. Yeah, so Reed, obviously we know uh, that was the number one class in the country. Read just the first 10 names. Uh, in no particular order. Oh no! I, I thought it was going to be an order, I, and I don't even know what the order is. I was That's just, the thing. I don't. So they don't. Random. They don't. This the list I'm looking at doesn't put them alphabetically or by position. Oh, okay. Just, so it literally, is in no particular order. It's Got ten it. randomized. Austin Barron. Okay. Timmy Jernigan. He's good. Terry Bell, who never showed up. Nope. nope. Trey Jackson. Pretty good. Hosway. Yep. Arrington Jenkins. Yikes. Nick O'Leary. Good. Kelvin. Good. Nick Waysom. I like the old Nick, yeah, man. He yeah. got a, didn't get a great. Sh he, I don't think he got a real fair shake there after 2012. Yeah, yeah. Tank Caradine, mm -hmm. Jacob Farenkrug. So Jordan what, Press, out Jordan Presswood, Reuben Carter, Giorgio Newberry. There's the meat of probably what you wanted me to get to. Yeah, it, but and then also there was you know Mario Edwards and other very yeah. good players. Bobby Hart, Devonte, Rashad. Yeah. Yeah. So, but the point is, even Jimbo, even that, even the uh, the, the great all-knowing Jimbo at the time, who was in his prime uh, as an evaluator and as a recruiter, and he had a great recruiting staff with Damian Craig and James Coley and everything they they were doing on the recruiting trail. You didn't hit on all of them. Like those aren't hits, but you got enough. And now, what you do now is you you need to hit. If you're only bringing in sixteen guys, they they brought in twenty eight guys. Probably fifteen of them played. Fourteen of them played. Like played significant snaps. Um, now, when you're bringing in 16, though, I mean, can you really get through it with only six of them? Yeah, being contributors. You, so that that's true. You you've got to hit at a better rate, but um, but you also get to supplement it with ready-made starters all over the portal. All right, Michael Langston coming up right after this. It is the holiday season, signing day. Two more days left and bowl season. Why not spend it making as much money as you possibly can? Because you've got the data in your mind. You've been watching all these games. You're, you're fading Corey and I's picks. Take your picks to mybookie.ag. Use that promo code WARCHANT. On your first deposit, you can receive a cash bonus of up to $200 that can be instantly deposited into your account. And then once you win, you can withdraw your funds. Get your Christmas started off on the right foot. Uh, one game... Today, Baylor Air Force. Baylor Air Force. We'll go with Baylor. And then the Hula Bowl. Not the Hula Bowl. Whatever the bowl is that they play in Hawaii on Christmas Eve, which is it's like the Lonely Hearts Bowl. It's like, all right, I'm at home with my family. I don't have anything else to do. Put it on ESPN. I'll watch the game in Hawaii. Middle Tennessee against San Diego State. I'm going to take the Aztecs on that one. Corey's not here. Uh, use those picks as you will, at your discretion. But make sure you use them over at MyBookie and make sure you use that promo code WARCHANT. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. As advertised, maybe for the last time this year, I don't want to say hopefully because it sounds mean-spirited, Michael, but you know, I just don't want anything popping off anymore, man. Let's just... Let's just talk about his recruiting <laughs> class now and be done with it. We've got recruiting analyst for Warchant.com, Michael Langson, joining us here on the podcast. Michael, uh, long day for you Wednesday, so we'll make this one kind of brief. Florida State got 22 guys to sign on the first day of the early signing period. Uh, I guess, first off, you don't think they're done, though, here in the early signing period, do you? No, I don't. I think there's still uh, a few more things uh, they would like to you know, wrap up, uh, whether it be – you know, offense, offensive side of the ball, not, not skill guys, but, you know, you know, offensive linemen or, or one offensive lineman. And then I think on the defensive side, you certainly, uh, you feel like after what happened with Keldrick Falk that you're going to, you know, they're going to add a defensive end somewhere. So, uh, and they could, they could add more than one. So that depends on what Jared Burst does. So I don't think they're done. Obviously, they still want Braden Fiske, a defensive tackle. They obviously still want uh, Fentrell Cypress, so they still want a safety. So, yeah, we ain't done. I got you. Con- Conrad Hussey, a possibility later today, you think? We'll see. Um, he was supposed to do it at 7. There was a report on a, another outlet that, uh, you know, he wasn't expected to make a decision today, but I'm not sure, you know, that's totally – you know, accurate. I think it's, I think it at that part right now currently is accurate, but I think it's still up in the air if he does it tonight or if he, he waits a day and thinks about it and makes sure uh, where he wants to go. So I think uh, we could hear something certainly in this window because there's a window. Uh, it's not just uh, today. Uh, there's a, you know, the 21st through the 23rd for the early signing period. So there's certainly time to still uh, figure stuff out. So uh, I'll keep monitoring uh, Conrad. They keep, pulling me back in <laughs> they won't let me leave but uh so I'll, I'll keep track of kind of where that goes all right let's go ahead and get this one out the way before we dive into who they did get Keldrick Falk really the only kind of I don't even really want to call it a sign day surprise because I told y'all Hugh Freeze kid from Alabama Auburn offers him he's probably going to go there and I don't think there's a lot of I don't think there's a lot of you know uh, you know, sinister stuff going on there. It just kind of makes sense for the kid probably to go to Auburn. What did you end up hearing about what made Keldrick Falk, the four-star uh, edge rusher out of Highland Park, Alabama, decide to stay closer to home and go to Auburn over Florida State at the last minute? Well, I just think it's – it isn't just last minute. I think it's been building because he's been visit, he's been going to Auburn games. I think he was, in my opinion, was looking for a reason to go to Auburn. Um, certainly with – the previous staff, he didn't really get a reason, and then, um, and then certainly with a productive 
what he's done as a head coach, productive as far as in Hugh Freeze, and I think that certainly was an attractive thing. And and uh, yeah, I mean, th- I think that that led to a lot of the stuff. But I think ultimately the pressure. I mean, we talk about that pressure as far as Alabama, and you know all about that. You know mm-hmm. how that works, and mm-hmm. and like I said, it's a coin flip. You know, there was there was times you know in the last few days that. You know, FSU still felt confident that they were it was going to happen and they were going to keep them. But the more stress I saw going on it, the more it's kind of like hey, it's a coin flip. But the, the the problem is you can't really uh, address it when the Auburn side is telling you. I mean, they really didn't know. They had no clue until this morning, and then that's when things picked up. I was told he did not even inform FSU. There was no communication with FSU. He didn't call them. He didn't text them. Didn't say, hey, I'm going to Auburn. Didn't do anything. Uh, to my knowledge, the the mom didn't even respond to uh, FSU from what I've heard. So there wasn't uh, – it was just a shutdown communication. And it's like, hey, I think I guess they reached a decision. They're like, hey, we reached a decision. There's no need to you know, do anything. So um, I think um, – yeah, it's unfortunate you know, uh, that, that happened. But at the same time, um, the pressure was there. We always knew it was going to be a coin flip one way or the other. Obviously, if I would have heard about Auburn, the way they felt in the morning compared to where they felt last night, I would have, I would have put that in my prediction. That's the only one I missed. I think the rest of them so far have been right on the money, but, um, yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's not an easy work guys. I mean, (laughs) I work hard, but it's still hard to, you figure out what, what things are way, way a kid is leaning and, and, and you have to base it on a lot of different, you know, factors. But, um, this one, it, it didn't work out for FSU and this isn't the first time they've lost kids in Alabama. So, uh, it's certainly been a, been a problem. And I think it'll be less of a problem if you're, you're a top team every year, um, type like, like the teams like George's and stuff like that. But I think we're a team like FSU that's coming on and they're moving up. I think um, certainly uh, you just have to you have to take the L in this stuff. All right, so 22 players signed on the first day of the early signing period. 11 were four- or five-star recruits. This is according to Florida State's compilation of stats. Eight of the signees were ranked top 25 nationally at their position. Transfers that have combined to appear in 187 games with 107 starts at the collegiate level. I'm kind of kind of – hop across this entire thing. I want to go back and listen to how Mike Norvell talked about A.J. Duffy last year because, man, the way he talked about Brock Glenn was you you were thinking they just signed a kid that's going to lead them to championships here. I mean, it was, he was really, really excited about Brock Glenn, it seemed like. Uh, do you agree with that assessment? He was. I mean, and you could tell it's, a, it's also a personal one where, um, you know, He's from Memphis, uh, so they put a lot of emotional and personal time into that. So you could tell they they stuck with their guns, um, and they stuck with just um, you know what they were presenting. That's what kind of Mike said tonight. Uh, you know, it was like, hey, we stuck with what we're doing. We know what we're doing. We know we are going in the right direction. We just had to stay firm. It. We had to support his decision, respect it, but also know that we're still going to come after you. I mean, that was basically Mike's you know message uh, when he talked about Brock Glenn today. So I think that was. That was pretty informative of straightforward about, you know, how, uh, you know, they pulled it off. But certainly, um, you know, getting a getting a top talented quarterback like that in this class was, was certainly a pivotal thing that FSU wanted to accomplish. And certainly they got it done. 
Some of y'all like to see the world burn, so you decided to go into Wednesday thinking that maybe something bad was going to happen with Hakeem Williams. Uh, it did not happen. Uh, I almost want to apologize. I think some of you deep down, like in a weird way, wanted to see something dramatic happen because you wanted just to be like, oh, why does it always happen to us? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you got a five-star consensus wide receiver in Hakeem Williams. That's awesome, man. And you also have Andrevious Jacobs. You also have Goldie Lawrence. And again, man, when Norvell talked about these guys, it wasn't like, yeah, man, you know, we feel good about what we have. They These sound like instant impact guys, man. Yeah, they do. And uh, you could tell they feel very good about. I mean, he said a lot of these. I mean, he said a lot of these guys were 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 top choices, you know. And they knew that it was going to be a tough recruiting battle, so they know they had to recruit their butts off to get a lot of these kids. So I think they feel really good about you know some of these guys that they're putting in there. Certainly, Hakeem, uh, who wouldn't feel good about him? I mean, phenomenal. You know, Dre Jacobs wasn't really a hard one, but you had several other ones who were really hard. You go in there like Lucas Simmons. You know, everyone wanted him. You know, he was a very popular guy. Uh, certainly, Blake Nicholson was a very popular one on the defensive side. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's just there was so many that you could tell they they weren't just like, hey, this guy's going to help us. He's a good player. It was kind of like, hey, these guys are impact players. You know, so you know, Norville went through. You know, I think just about every every one of the guys that we covered. Uh, you know, as far as you know, who signed and what, and certainly you could tell, like. He didn't look at like I think some people look at like the portal as in, you know, it's a separate thing of 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 recruiting for the 2023 class. And I think Mike said it best. He's like, no, we're a team. You know, we're we're recruiting these guys as a team. So, you know, I don't think F I think FSU views the portal just like they do high school, where it's all one class. And um, I think uh, I think he illustrated it perfect because uh, it is. I mean, when you compare everything, it's about what your whole class gets it's not just about you know high school and certainly in the portal they they got that thing figured out you know whatever they're doing people need to take the uh you know the transcript because right now fsu seems to be right on top of that as far as what they do in the portal some pleasant surprises on signing day uh chris Otto was out there dangling they went ahead and got him secured uh, and then Edwin Joseph, they kind of uh, overtook Miami at the last, uh, well, not the last minute, but, you know, they'd been trending that way, but we didn't know for sure, for sure. So mm-hmm. uh, what did it mean to you to see Edwin Joseph on and uh, Christopher Andre Otto uh, sign with the Knowles? Yeah, it's a big deal. Um, I mean, those are great players, and, and they really had to make a comeback to get Edwin Joseph because they, they weren't always the team. I mean, everyone just listens to him, what he said after the official visit, and it looked really good. He was actually, I think he was getting ready to commit to FSU probably the next day, and then, uh, you know, Louisville hit him up, tried to get, got him over for a visit, and, you know, got him to kind of delay, you know, the decision of, of doing it until signing day. So, I think getting a guy like Edwin, uh, you know, one of the top corners out there in the South Florida area, uh, uh, just a, a phenomenal prospect. So uh, to get him and then get a guy in auto who they are, I, I've said it all year, they are extremely high on um, on Chris. And um, certainly he's a guy that I'm, I'm planning on talking to later tonight. Hopefully have a story with him and Edwin since they're the new additions and, and uh, see what they have to say about joining the family. But I think both of them were big pickups. Uh, certainly, you know, getting Edwin is a four-star athlete. Um, and I, I, I view, when I watch the film of Chris Otto, I don't see a three-star prospect. You know, I'm not trying to hype up this class or bump up even more, you know, or, or bump up the coaches of what their valuation. I'm just going by what I see when I watch the film. And 
and certainly um, I, I think those guys check everything you're looking for as far as what they do at their respective positions. All right, so this is going to keep moving around, Michael. But right now, as you and I record this, they are fifth in the portal rankings, 20th overall as a team. Um, you know, that that's, you know, 20th is not where you want to be, but fifth in the portal obviously changes the entire perspective of that. So mm-hmm. I guess just your, your thoughts on that, <clears throat> excuse me, and then ultimately focusing on the high school kids. Is it, if I told you Hakeem Williams is going to be the star of this class or you'll take the field, like you'd have, you could put your chips on all the other guys or will it be Hakeem? Uh, where do you stand on that? And then obviously just kind of big picture what you think about this class. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I would certainly take Ikeem. I mean, I think he's a freak. I mean, I think he just – I mean, you could see the way, uh, you know, Norvell's lies, eyes lit up when he talked about him. Um, so, I think uh, I think it's a big deal uh, to have him in this class. I think it's certainly going to be a big deal for what you do the rest of the year. Um, you know, so, um, you know, as far as, you know, his time there and I – I just think it's I think it's a massive pickup for where you're going with the direction of FSU because you know everyone wanted hiking wins. This wasn't a guy where you know he lives in Tallahassee. I mean he's in South Florida, you know, so that's never an easy direction to get somebody. And I think they went out there and uh, you know they got it done and and certainly got a guy that I think is going to be a immediate help in this offense. He's just too special to keep off the field. And I think overall the class was good. I mean, there's still some holes that even Norvo acknowledged that, Hey, they have to fill, but I think overall, you know, really good. You look at, I think it's a big change to kind of what I saw last year, where you see a lot of uh, more, we talk about getting elite guys and there was a lot more elite guys in there. Like, uh, you know, like the deep, uh, defensive, uh, you know, the, uh, linebacker with Blake Nicholson, you got a, a, a top 100 offensive tackle in Lucas Simmons. You got a, two elite receivers in Frendravius Jacobs and Ikeem Williams. You got a really good quarterback that fits everything you want. Personally, I think he's a low four star, but hey, on three has him a high three star. But I think uh, I think you got all that. Then you also have on the defensive side you have uh, Keep Keep Sampson boots uh, at the defensive end position. So. And, and then you add you add all those portal guys. You add Daryl Jackson and and those guys. I think uh, I think it's a fair. I think they accomplished what they wanted to do. Uh, you know, for the most part, you know, going to sign day. I think there's still work to be done. But um, outside of that, I think uh, I think they hit on most of the guys they wanted. Sure, there was some hiccups. You you lost a flip in, in Falk, and and there was a few guys that they would like to get that they didn't. But uh, I think overall. As Norvell pointed out in the presser, they really nailed on the places that they need guys, like really need, like tight end, like offensive interior line. You know, I think, um, you know, getting, uh, you adding more high school, a few high school kids from the offensive line. I think, I think they accomplished what they want. Yeah. Well said. Uh, And as Michael said, they're not done. So go over to the premium recruiting board and check out the latest that Michael is working on. Michael, I hope you have a Merry Christmas. Hope I don't talk to you until after Christmas, man. <laughs> I'm sure you will talk to me before then because uh, I just know how this works. Oh, yeah. Maybe Conrad Hussey pops on Thursday, so I'll, I'll make an exception on that. <laughs> okay. Uh, for Michael and Corey, I'm Aslan. Thank you so much for listening to Wake Up War Champ. Probably our last show until after Christmas, but um, we'll be rocking and rolling in Orlando as soon as it's over. Y'all have a Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening to Wake Up War Champ. Presented by the Corner Pocket Bar. Yourself. A merry 
Christmas now.